Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Dr. Eric Holzapple. Dr. Eric, are you ready to do this? Good morning, George. I am ready. I'm All up right. and ready to go. Let's go. Eric is the founder and lead facilitator of Living in the Gap. He's a speaker, a coach. His newest book is Profit with Presence, The 12 Pillars of Mindful Leadership. Eric, welcome back. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. Hi, George. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm i an athlete, personally. I love to do those kind of things and was raised that way. My dad was a coach. And we were raised to to work, you know, we were raised to, we, five years old, I remember working and <clears throat> was raised. And then I went out into school and went on, got an MBA, went into real estate, was kind of immediately successful in that. I was in then a couple of years of CEO of an Australian subsidiary of, uh, you know, in the U.S., ran their U.S. thing a few years later, was CEO in my 20s and was not healthy, was not happy was stressed, overweight, drank too much, all those kind of things, was single, had trouble, you know, I was traveling 24-7. So I was really successful in a business sense, title, you know, money, those kind of things. But I was really deficit in uh, being focused and being happy, healthy, those kind of things. And I, and I had an epiphany moment, you know, uh, they transferred me to Boston to help them with a company that wasn't going well. And finally, I wasn't traveling. There were enough problems in town. I bought a scale. <laughs> I stepped on the scale. I said, 50 pounds overweight. I was having some pains. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't run in five years. And I just said, you got to make some changes or you're not going to be around here very long. And I started making changes. You know, I started running again, started the diet. I left that job and I found yoga. And that was my entry into mindfulness, getting into my, and I was an athlete as a kid. And I got out of that and I just said, gosh, this is so relieving being in my body. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you know, uh, and then a couple of years later, I started that and I actually went back to school to get a PhD in economics. I met my wife. You know, I had some some great changes going on. And uh, my older brother, who was kind of estranged from my dad, my dad was a coach. My oldest brother is a poet. And they were in a riff for about 10 years. And I just watched my brother through meditation get closer and closer and closer to my dad. And when he opened up, my dad opened up and we got our whole family back. And uh, my brother said, hey, you want to try it? I said, I want some of that. that. That was pretty cool. So I tried meditation. I immediately took to it. I was a closet meditator for years. You know, I didn't go around going, you know, saying anything about it. You know, it wasn't really accepted in the boardrooms around the world. There wasn't at that time. It's becoming more and more so. Uh, simple like yoga. I mean, there wasn't the yoga studio I went to back in those days. It was just, you know, a DVD or whatever. But um, and then kind of in my business, kind of one, and I was teaching at uh, Colorado State University, uh, adjunct and running a real estate development business. And one at a time at my company, people started noticing changes in me. And as they came up with issues, I became somebody you could talk to. And I would talk to them. And one at a time, they became interested. We started a seed group, you know, once a month talking about it, practicing it. Before I knew it, the room was full. Company management team got together and created Mindfully Creating Community as a 
as a catchphrase, our real estate firms, LC Real Estate Group, do commercial real estate and residential. And it just has been a, your thing, lifeblood. <laughs> it's been, you know, just transformative. I've seen these, these uh, mostly men, I get it. We have a few women, but it's mostly men just change their lives and change their families' lives and run a huge businesses, all involved in nonprofits on boards, giving back to the community. And that comes back to them in all kinds of interesting ways. Uh, and I was so inspired. I started a nonprofit living in the gap to share that with other professionals. It's been really successful. And the next stage was writing a book called Profit with Presence, the 12 Pillars of Mindful Leadership, which publishes uh, March 7th. So that's a, that's a nutshell, but uh, it's changed my life, mindfulness and business. And I found that it's not, a lot of people feel it's you got to wait until you have time. I found that mindfulness is primarily focus. And that focus allows me to get more done in less time. And I have we have all, I have all kinds of time for for business if I'm focused and I'm intentional. I can move the world in just a little bit of time. I find. I, I love this Russell Simmons quote said, "If you don't think you have time to meditate, then you 1,000 percent need to meditate." It's something like that. Gandhi said, uh, "I'm so busy today. I'm going to meditate for two hours instead of one. I've got so much to do." <laughs> <laughs> that is way better. <laughs> so how 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 is that? You're just more focused. I mean, we waste so much time. We're so distracted. You know, I I, I joke because uh, when I speak, I joke that you know a lot of business people are saying, "No, that's woo woo." You know, is it's you're going to hold hands? We're going to sing Kumbaya. And I say, no, woo-woo is the state of the world, distracted by our smartphones, by advertising. We can't focus. We're distracted. To me, that's woo-woo. Mindfulness is the ability to focus on what I choose to focus on for a period of time and know when I go away and bring myself back. <laughs> to me, you know, mindfulness is 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 business. It's, it's how do I focus and have a, an intention and pull it off, not woo-woo. So I, I just find... Uh, and, and you get clear on what you want. You know, we get this uh, culture has put in us that, you know, we got to do all these things, get this great job, have all these condos and second houses and country clubs, and then someday we get to be happy. My experience is my, I have a lot of successful friends, and I was really successful, is we just want more. We want the second country club. We want the private plane. We want, you know, that kind of stuff. And I watch the billionaire space race today, and I go, is that? Is that some of what's going on here? Are they just really trying to get enough things, enough experiences to truly be happy? I don't know. I don't know any of those guys, but I, I have to wonder about it. And I think happiness comes first. You know, uh, who do you want to talk to? Someone that's happy or someone that's trying to be happy? Because if you're on, trying to be happy, you're in some ways unhappy. So I, I find it to be a business generator because people would rather talk to somebody that's more uplifting. I think that that's 100% true. It's interesting to sort of the business case for mindfulness. That's Is, is it fair to say that that's, that's something that you're trying to make? I'm trying to change the business conversation. And I think business is where, you know, we talk about America being the great melting pot. But business is the alchemy. It's the fire. It's where we all get together, all races, all religions, all political parties get together for a common cause. And we have to get along. 
mean it's mandated that we get along. So businesses, we have people at our company at all extremes of of uh, gun control and abortion and political conservative, and we get along. We we have a phrase here, you know what? What do we what do we agree on? And we go to work on that versus if we wanted to figure out what we didn't agree on, that'd be easy. And I call it the miracle of business mindfulness because what I have witnessed and what's happened in my life is somebody gets something at work through mindfulness. They take it home. They share it with their spouse. They share it with their kids. We have a guy here, Nathan Nathan Klein, uh, one of the top real estate brokers in northern Colorado. He leaves every day at 4 o'clock to coach his kids. And he's not just coaching them. He's coaching them mindfulness. <laughs> he's not sitting around, you know, everybody does not meditate. That's just one tool, you know, but he's not, I don't think he's doing that, but he's being a mindful coach and a mindful parent and he's more successful than ever. And uh, he's got his life back. You know, I just think it's an incredible opportunity. And I tell the business community, no one else is coming for us. The politicians, the, the, uh, you know, the uh, lobbyists, they're not going to get us out of this anytime soon. The business community, when we decide we've had enough of the political gridlock and the divisiveness and those kind of things, and it's really, I don't know how bad it has to get. It seems like it's pretty bad already. But when the business community decides, we move the world, man. We just have to decide. We, we acknowledge our power and say, you know, so this is my ideologies. I'll do that later. But during the day, give me some, give me some guardrails, so I know how to run my business, and I can go out and run it. And uh, anyway, I, I think business is awesome. I love business. I I I definitely agree. So, and a lot of really important things. Yes, I think that that the power of delivering mindfulness through through a company is the employee gets it he or she then takes it home and 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 spreads it to to other people and thus thus raising consciousness or just 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 making things better that you can hold multiple ideas in your head at the same time and focus and be productive on the things you want to when you want to is is that one of the keys here? So you're able to totally. work with people that 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 have different backgrounds, different philosophies, totally. different ideas, but you can come yeah. together in service of a greater mission. Yeah, I don't find any particular dogma, you know, particular thing that that instrumental to mindfulness. I mean, what I find is it's awareness and uh, consciousness and being able to focus and. You know, hopefully finding something bigger than yourself that uh, things. But I mean, a couple of skills, I'll tell you a couple. I mean, the skill of listening is a lost art to actually be able to focus on what somebody's saying rather than just going off in our mind on what's pulling us or what we're trying to say next or whatnot. That's the skill we work on, uh, deep listening. And the other one is, uh, you know, community service. I mean, gratitude is a well-known uh, scientific fact of how it changed your mind and, and makes you happier. You start looking for things to be grateful for. Well, service is gratitude and action. And it sets out what I call, and I describe in the book, uh, and I didn't coin it, a guy named Buckminster Fuller did, but uh, the precession effect, precession effect, which is, you know, the world works at 90 degree angles. 
when I go into a community nonprofit meeting and I really go in intentionally to help the community, to help somebody, to be compassionate, to do something, I meet different leaders and givers on a whole nother level. I meet them, you know, as, as other people, just like I am. And what just happens time and time again is when they need something, they ask you. <laughs> and business is generated from it. And it's a it, and it's a deeply bound connection versus a transactional relationship where I'm just trying to get a closing or just trying to get a deal or something. It's like, you know, somebody and they need something and you just happen to be there. We, I've had all kinds of in my book. I have all kinds of examples of uh, of that happening to me. You make the community live in a better place, and you're in flow. It's ten times better than cold calling, in my experience, to be out in flow and meeting other leaders and other people in that kind of context. So there's just all it's a it's a myriad of different little tools that uh, just change your world, change your karma. You know, if you want to have a yogi yogi term, it's. Uh, Change your karma. What you put out, you get back. Put all good things and it comes back. So this idea of that, that you're out and about in, in, in flow, it's aligned with, we talked earlier about getting clarity on what you want. Yeah. So making the decision that, hey, community is important to me. How can I nurture and foster my community? Oh, there's an opportunity to do some community service with this organization over there. So I go and do that because it is it is lined up with 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 what I want, yeah. what I believe to be helpful. And in doing that, that's where I'm finding the flow. Yeah, totally. You know, it's something that, you know, we get so resigned and cynical that the world's problems are unsolvable, that we do nothing. <laughs> Versus, you know, I don't have to solve world hunger, but I can go, I can go work at the food bank or or be on the food bank board and help a family with it. That if every, what if everybody did a little of that? Every business person just did a little thing and helped one family or one thing. I mean, we'd soon find that we could move the needle on this thing. We could move the needle and start working on solving these problems. If, if it starts also, you know, with a belief that they can be solved. You know, and that we're part of it. Like my my uh, my motto is world transformation starts with me. And it doesn't have to be I'm not saying that I'm, you know, a world slayer. What I'm saying is the little things I do create ripple effects. And if everybody was creating little ripple effects before we know it, we'd have a tsunami, you know, and we would we'd be able to turn the turn the corner on some of these things. So all of it, just do a little bit, you know. And everybody feels like they're empowered and doing a little bit. And everybody else doesn't have to be for me to be. I say, well, no, that isn't responsibility is me taking those actions regardless of the result and regardless of what other people are doing, just taking those little actions um, to make the world a little better place because I'm in the world. You know, I can't have the world I want to live in if it doesn't constantly improve a little bit. Then it's easy to get cynical. I mean, I, I've been there myself. It's not, it's not hard to say, "Oh gosh, this is hopeless." But we need to turn that. We need to change that. Yeah, cynicism, negativity is what what drives attention, sadly and unfortunately. So it's easy to to get that when 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 we want it or we don't want through our weapon of mass yeah. destruction, our, our cell phone, and. 
that oftentimes does lead to inaction. Well, what in the world can I do about all these massive problems? You know what? I'm just not going to do anything at all versus what you've been talking about. The way the the way through it, the way, you know, the, the, the solution really does begin with each one of us. And we have this massive opportunity to be doing our part that's aligned with what we want. And if more people did that, well, then the world would be a better place. And it's not contrary to business. In my experience, it's what business is all about. First of all, it's what makes capitalism work. I mean, capitalism doesn't work if it only works for a handful of people that end up with all the marbles. Capitalism works if you, you know, you generate the life and then you're willing to share that with others. And then capitalism is the greatest system in the world, man. It's it's great. And I ought to be able to do, you know, the things that I care about and what I want, not just all what I'm mandated to do. But part of that mindfulness is opening myself up so I actually care about things and really actually am compassionate. And, and that to me is consciousness when I feel connected to others. I'm con- I'm compassionate when I feel disconnected. I'm resigned and cynical, you know, and, and skeptical. But if I can feel connected to other people and connected to the world, then I I kind of I know what the next action to do is and just take these little actions. It's not the big it's not the big grand slams. It's the singles, you know, a bunch of people hitting singles, load the bases. I love it. That's super powerful. Well, Eric, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they get their copy of Profit with Presence, the 12 Pillars of Mindful Leadership? Yeah, it's great great to be on. We're, we're, uh, we have a website, livingingthegap.org, which has all of our programs in it. We have a nine-month mindful leadership program, which is our, you know, our backbone that we do, take leaders over a period of time to learn practices. We have some shorter, we're kicking off uh, – well, we're in the middle of an eight-week corporate mindfulness program when this when this airs, and uh, we have other free resources. And then the book is there's a link for the book there. And and today is actually our launch of our Amazon bestsellers of Profit with Presence: The Twelve Pillars of Mindful Leadership, where you'll get a real glimpse of uh, of eternity and our role and business's role in getting us out of this thing and what every individual, you know, kind of a practice manual, how every individual, and you can take it to any level you want. You know, it starts with a couple minutes a day and can be completely private. I mean, you don't have to, I did that for years. You know, you don't have to run around and expose yourself. I usually say, you know, don't, part of it is don't, don't share until you've achieved, you know, get your own practice there. Uh, and you can take there's so many levels and so many depths, but the main thing is to get started. So I hope you buy the book. It's on Amazon presale. It helped today. If you buy, you help us with our Amazon bestseller with our launch. It actually will ship on March 7th. And then we'll have a, uh, a six week webinar starting in April. If anybody's interested in that, we'll just go with the six one hours that we'll go through and some of the founding principles, because some of it is, you know, like consciousness, the science of consciousness is, a, is evolving. I mean, it's uh, the scientific community is finally really making some progress and that we create our own universe. We create our own world, you know, and together we create the world and the universe. And it's they're making great steps, steps. Academia is in it. I, I uh, reference a lot of recent research. So hope you hope you buy a copy and hope you get started with just some little practice. And if it's not formal meditation, maybe it's taking a mindful walk. So we get a lot of options. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Eric your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up your copy of 
Profit with Presence, the 12 Pillars of Mindful Leadership at Amazon. I'll link that in the notes and then go to livinginthegap.org and check out the, the leadership programs, the mindfulness programs that Eric has put together as well. And I can personally attest to the role that mindfulness has played in my life since I discovered it in 2015. Um, it's played a huge role. And so I think that Eric's book is a great, um, if you've been practicing mindfulness for a long time, great. Or if you're curious about, if you're mindful, curious, <laughs> it's probably a great entry point as 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 well. And certainly if you're part of an organization, um, we talked about the benefits from a corporate level and a company level that, uh, that, that it can have as well. So check it out. Thanks again, Eric. Thank you for having me on, George. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate what you do. Thank you. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.